Hello friends and welcome, welcome. We are the Backhanders and here we bring you all the ins and the outs from the great game of tennis. We cover each tennis slam or we are unafraid to slam tennis and with me is a superman, a man flying through the pod ways, able to make great leaps of logic in a single sentence. Is it a bird? Is it a plane? Nah, it's Catters. Catters, Catters, welcome. Lightning, so good to be with you. I'm pumped for this tournament. I don't say that very often about the French. It might be the fact that I've just returned from the City of Lights, the City of Love Lightning. I was there this weekend doing my regular reconnaissance trip prior to the tournament, checking out the conditions on the devil's dirt, and I can report it is still a patch of crap. (laughs) But in spite of that, the people are excited. I'm excited, Lightning. Tennis is back where it belongs in the heart of Europe. I gotta say, there was a lot of talk in the streets of Paris that I couldn't understand because it's like they're speaking another language there. But (laughs) I can only presume I could just pick up the hint of le backhand, le forehand, le menage toi, all those things that I associate (laughs) with the great game of tennis. They're pumped. They're horny for it. There's no more sophisticated way to say it. I'm sure it sounds better and classier in French. But there was just something in the air, lightning. There was tennis fever. I could sense it. I mean, it was catching on. People were having to wear masks in museums and on the Metro Lightning. Such is the viral effect of the passion of tennis that is sweeping the streets of Paris at this very moment. Yeah, not talking... COVID over there, Catters, easily mistaken, easily mistaken. And often tennis in France has the same effect (laughs) that a lot of COVID (laughs) would give us. So understandable. Catters, we struggle to afford a uh, research team and yet here we are sending you to get dirt samples from the French Open. So somehow you've wangled the books and stretched the budget. So kudos to you. Uh, While I wait for these stool samples to return, Lightning, to confirm that they are... (laughs) That of the Antichrist. I can only bear eyewitness to the fact that things are looking good. We are ready for another tournament. And putting my Australia hat on, which sits pretty with its corks bouncing around and repelling all of the Wuhan bats that have been taunting my dreams for the better part of the last 24 months, Lightning. With that hat firmly on, I can tell you... That how exciting is it to be an Australian yes. with a number one Australian prospect yes. hitting up on the outside courts, getting ready for their big vault, their tilt at the big title on the shat. Yes. Nothing Cut is, warms uh, the cockles of my heart more. Well, sure, sure. And uh, I just need to stop you there. We often have this problem uh, between the Aussie and the French Open. A lot of times lapsed. I know you don't always follow the news, follow the tennis. Catter's Ash Barty, Australia's number one, she made a shock retirement. She's not in the tournament. She's gone. No, no, Lightning, for once, I'm on top of that. I'm talking about, of course, Australia's new number one, Isla, T- Tom- Isla Tomlanovic, who... who uh, <laughs> oh, Isla Unpronounceable. 
who with her humble position of world number 100 something irrelevant is poised like a ninja to sweep all before her lightning. So I am so excited for Isla Fisher to make a comeback post home and away. <laughs> Coached by Borat. <laughs> Just the intimidation factor of a coach standing up and presenting my wife. <laughs> Some people will say that joke hasn't aged well since 2008, but I would say they would be wrong. <laughs> They would say they won't appreciate any of the movie references on this podcast, Catters. And they might say, <laughs> stuff you. But Catters, we've got to talk about it. Ash Barty was destroying the world. She'd won three Grand Slams. She's the recent Grand Slam champion. She's literally on top of the world as number one, untouchable. And she pulls the pin. What do we make of this, Catters? Where are we left? <sighs> to be honest, Lightning, it's absolutely heartbreaking and I tried to be positive for the first 10 minutes of the pod and of course like you tend to do with your little <laughs> Jedi mind tricks dig a little bit deeper only to just see my spirit unravel before your very eyes you're good at that lightning aren't you and I enjoy it and I enjoy it <laughs> serving me a <laughs> baguette that is the preview to the French Open and I have Appreciate you doing that yet again, Lightning. <laughs> I'm shell-shocked. I'm heartbroken. Again, not many people can appreciate just what it was like growing up in Australia mm. with the likes of, insert <laughs> insert disposable women's tennis player A and disposable women's tennis player B, <laughs> underperforming all the way through to today. And just to have Barty as that shining beacon, only to say, you know what? I'm going to switch this shining beacon off. All ships that are within 200 meters of the coast can smash into the rocks for all I care because I've guided you home for the better part of the last two years and I'm going into early retirement. That is a massive slap in the face to maritime culture in the late 1800s, Lightning, and I'm not standing for it. And as you alluded to, Kat, is she has pulled up stumps, as she does, because we can use any sporting metaphor for Ash Barty, because she's played them all. Yes. And she has pulled up stumps at the tender age of 25, with a world ahead of her, with all sorts of time left on her side. She she dumps out, and Kat, is for me, something I did love was the salute she gave as she left, the two-fingered salute <laughs> to the US of A. I loved that when quizzed in the press conference, when, when they said, you know, why, what's going on? She said, well, I've achieved all my dreams. I've won Wimbledon, the French and the US. I've achieved all of my dreams. And of course, surely a reporter's like, what about the US Open? To which Ash said, I said, I've achieved all of my dreams. But Lightning, what the hell does someone do retiring at 25? Oh. If I remember my mid-20s, I was still learning to tie my shoelaces at that point. <laughs> and look, I get it. The young people of today, they're faster to embrace technology. She could have a fledgling career as a TikToker. I don't know. I, I don't... 
I'm not in that part of the cool kids club lighting, as evidenced by my 1800s maritime reference earlier this episode. (laughs) But do you have any inkling of what this next challenge is on her radar? Well, I've I've been stalking her catters because, uh, you know, it's what I do. Good. She's got millions of dollars and plenty of time on her hands, so I'm continuously... (laughs) Sending all sorts of emails to her, disguised as a as an African prince, hoping that I might profit some of her millions. It was a brilliant moment where she rolled up to her press conference and just said, "Look, I can't really reveal what's happening next, but I have a huge inheritance that is pending. If I can just make this third deposit to an unnamed." Financial center in Harare. I'm not asking you to call me the Queen of Zimbabwe yet, but watch this space. P.S. I might also be in line for a penis extension. Very good. But whilst that's true, Catters, and we can't wait to have a dual citizen, both uh, Queen of Zimbabwe (laughs) and former Australian champion, but Catters, she's not only been dabbling in other sports, there's all these golf rumours that she might arrive in that sport, but Catters, she's also released a series of kids' books, Little Ash, Mm. she's put out there. So... I, I, I'm keen to know what you think about this. I, I assume perhaps she's trying to write some material that perhaps some of the Aussie men's tennis players might be able to <laughs> to read. Or, uh, but, but what's going on? What, I mean, I'll tell you what's going on, Lightning. I think I've caught some of that tennis fever in France and we'll be heading for a PCR <laughs> shortly after recording this episode. <laughs> Um, I don't know, Lightning. I totally agree that writing kids' book is the soft option. I mean, let's face it. We've both dabbled in the dark arts of children's books over the years. (laughs) My series, Who Wants to Pat My Catters? Didn't go down well. All those graphic children's novels you dabbled in, Catters. (laughs) Misunderstood. Ahead of its time, I would say. Um... So I guess my question is, what is Bash Artie actually going to be able to teach our kids? Succeed once, smash and grab, take all the money you can, and walk away into the sunset to go check your junk inbox, which has been gathering dust for a few years. It's so true. She's just become the the great icon of just doing well, but not too well. You know, succeeding, but just not too much. Exactly. There are kids all over Australia who are getting an A on a test in grade two and then just literally dropping the mic, walking out of the classroom (laughs) and starting a career in a coal mine. And for that, I say, well done, Ash. Your legacy has been sealed. (laughs) That's right. It's called the Ash to Ashes uh, <laughs> legacy. Uh, I knew that pun was, was going to find a way soon. Cass. It's great. It's I was deeply concerned that along with Ash's hopes of a fourth major, we would have to retire that pun, but it's clearly going to keep <laughs> itself on high rotation in the coming months. 
But of course, Kat is something I do love about her retirement is she was only 25. And so all these other players, the Federers and Nadal's and Serena's and Djokovic's, they're all just running it dry. They're just wringing out every last inch of what's left in their body. But Ash just parks it at 25. And for me, it's such a baller move because on top of the world, retiring at number one with so many years left in the tank, there's this kind of hidden assumption that she was just going to keep winning everything yes she was untouchable so it means every slam for the next few years is kind of essentially hers there's like this <laughs> yeah. hidden asterisk alongside every winner for the next five years so it wouldn't surprise me if rather than giving out the grand slam trophy at all these next events they just give schwantek and and all these other players they just give the runners-up trophy you know just <laughs> ash would have banked it you know so we just park this one here and here's your platter here's your platter schwantek <laughs> Well, Lightning, I have actually done a little bit of research. I Cutters. Yeah, while sticking the old spade into the baseline of the shat to prepare some soil samples, I had a bit of thinking time and I wondered whether with such a long period since the Australian Open, whether it made sense just to update the listeners a little bit on what's been happening in the lead up to the devil's dirt. Oh, absolutely, Cutters. Why don't we unleash a new segment one that I like to call the devil's dump. Good. Ooh la la. Kevin Anderson, the great letdown from Cape Town, has heeded the advice of the people of planet Earth and decided to hang up the racket. Career highlights include his courageous decision to hang up the racket. <laughs> I think his career highlight was his height. Uh... <laughs> Ooh la la. Sasha Zverev, while south of the equator in Mexico, kindly offered to clip those hard-to-reach toenails of the chair umpire <laughs> using nothing but a racket. The ensuing temper tantrum resulted in a maximum fine and him leaving Acapulco without a novelty sombrero. <laughs> Such a shame, Mexican edition. Juan more chance. <laughs> Ooh la la. Serena Williams has parted ways with long-term coach Patrick Moritoglu, yes. citing the main reason as an ongoing inability to spell his surname. <laughs> she has announced, though, that she will be once again coached by her father, Richard, as played by Will Smith, <laughs> who recently showed great forehand technique on the big stage. <laughs> Ooh la la. And finally, Lightning. Saint Nick Kyrgios, never short on confidence, announced last week that he is the best men's tennis player on grass. Confirming that he was indeed on grass while making that very claim, he <laughs> followed up by unveiling his Wimbledon doubles partner as none other than Snoop Dogg. <laughs> I smell an early round dizzle, exitizzle. <laughs> I've got nothing in my head. I'm just really excited and I want to hug the whole stadium. Catters, thank you for bringing us up to speed. I feel on top of things, on top of the world now. And because of that, it's it's ready to turn towards the French, to welcome Le French Open. And so to do that, I'd love to hear what has got us both excited in the lead up to this tournament. For me, Catters, we talked about Barty, the big, gaping, despairing hole she has left in the tournament and in our hearts. But Catters, 
we needn't fear. Of course, one of the great challenges as Barty retired is that it didn't look as though there was an incumbent. It didn't look as though there'd be someone to take the mantle. And yet, we've been proved wrong, Catters. Eager Schwantek has just taken the mantle and run with it in an incredible stealth move. Catters, she, she's a Grand Slam champ. She's no chump and has been there and thereabouts, but by no means dominant. And yet since Barty's left, she has just honestly barely lost a match. And so I just love the stealth move of just hiding in the wings, quietly waiting. And of course, the moment Barty leaves, just announces she's not left-handed and just <laughs> takes to the court and smashes everyone. Kata, she's won 28 consecutive matches. She's won five tournaments this year. She's literally been unstoppable. And it's, you know, it comes on the back of what seemed a fairly insincere moment, Catters, when she stated that after Barty's retirement that she cried for 40 minutes. Now, for me, that sounds ridiculously exaggerated. I mean, I laughed for three straight weeks when I heard her say that. It just <laughs> seemed nonsense at the idea that, oh, oh, the only major threat to my dominance just gave up the throne while I was standing next to it. Oh, how sad for me. How terrible. But of course... We now have Iga Schwantek taking the world by storm, Cutters. It's incredible to see. Surely you're on board with the Schwantek. Well, I'm not lightning. I'm anything but impressed. I can't imagine for one moment that Iga Schwantek would cry anything but ice from her cold heart, given that (laughs) she's been waiting in the wings, looking to strike. And to be honest... There is a secret ingredient in all of this that is missing if you want me on board, and that is she's not Australian. It doesn't matter. People in Europe have been winning matches since day zero. It's Australian women where that is a novelty, and a novelty we have learnt to embrace. Lightning, if a tree in a Polish forest scores 28 consecutive match victories and there's not an Aussie half-tanked with a tinny in his hand hypothetically, watching that performance, did it ever happen? So I don't mean to urinate on your flames of excitement around the emergence of a new world number one lightning, but there's still a body-shaped hole in my heart. Yes. Probably should get that checked along with the COVID thing, but yeah. (laughs) Do cutters and thank you for your your words of wisdom that tennis philosophers and and Boris Becker can ponder from himself for, for many years to come. So, uh, but cutters, before you drop dead on us, I'd love to hear what's got you excited. Well, unlike you, Lightning, it's actually something to be excited about. No offence, and that is the choice by Wimbledon to ban Russian players. Yes, for this year's tournament. Massive news, as you know, Lightning. I've been a big critic of the major slams as well as the ATP and WTA over the fact that they have not been discriminatory enough in the past. (laughs) So for me, this is one step in the right direction. It comes down to a simple factor, Lightning. This is what this boring sport of tennis needs. It is fundamentally two very dull people hitting one yellow ball back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, like the sound of a bird chipping away at your rooftop. (laughs) The metronomic beating of a heart on one's deathbed lightning. There's poetry for you. Ponder that. 
this sport needs an enema, and the best form is that of discrimination. <laughs> There's only so many times that this podcast can laugh at the name Kiki Burton. God knows we've tried lightning. But I am all for stepping out and removing countries, individuals, I don't care, based on religion, creed, orientation, haircuts. Mate, you look like a chump. Back of the line, pal. Hit the qualifier courts along with all the other ugly, unremarkable trolls. We need a reason to sort through these hundreds of robots. And I just think, start with culling the Russians. In fact, the only sad part in all of this is that I'm going to miss my Kuna Matova this summer, and I will not be getting over that quickly. Why couldn't they have taken the Yanks? Opelka? Isner? Keys? Do you know how difficult it is to work with unpunnable names, Lightning? Stevens? Tiafo? Okay, I'll give you a sock on a stretch. See what I did there? That's all I've got to work with, Lightning. Yet you take my Kuna Matova. I'll give you the racket, and we'll no, see, how many, no. see how many times you can return yourself also. Okay, but you're, you're a professional tennis player. I'm not. Okay. Catters, it is time to fed up. It is time to poo down a segment in which we look at those who are emerging. And it's important to do because on the footstep of a new tournament, we like to see well, who are the up-and-comers who are likely to take this by storm and, and who, are, who are drifting and fading. But of course, it is an easy segment to do this time round, Catters, because a sensation is amongst us in the form of the new Spanish bull, Carlos Alcaraz. Catters, mm. not many non-tennis fans would know about this bloke, but anyone on the inside of tennis is devastated by this bloke's potential. He is only 19 years of age, and he has just become the first ever player to beat Nadal and Djokovic in the same clay tournament. He is the youngest player to beat a world number one in 17 years. He is now one of the favourites to win this up-and-coming French Open. He is unstoppable. He recently was called by the King of Spain after his victory against Varev in the last tournament. Uh, King of Spain, I, th I believe, is the professor from Money Heist, but I'm not so sure. Catters, <laughs> a year ago, Alcaraz sat at 120 in the world when he made his Madrid debut in only 12 months. He is now tipped to take out a tournament, and he is number six in the world. Catters, it is an incredible story. Carlos Alcaraz, again, had his birthday in Madrid as he won the tournament. They wheeled out a cake last year. You know, relatively humble cake this year, the giant cake. Next year, Diego Schwartzman's jumping out of it. And we look forward to that because this man's rise is extraordinary. Catters, what do you make of Carlos Alcaraz? Fantastic lightning. I'm just so excited to see these version 2.0s of the old yes. firm that we've loved for so long. Alcaraz, yes. clearly Rafa 2.0. If you're looking for a Djokovic 2.0, look no further than Daniil Medvedev. The Medvedev, of course. It's like taking all of those key ingredients yep. and adding a little bit of ecstasy and cocaine. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> and an amazing, if not illicit, cake that will have you running for days, Lightning. And if you then look at someone like Federer, the obvious understudy being Nick Kyrgios. Just improving <laughs> yes. on so many of those classic statesman-like skills that we've come to expect from 
Roger. So, Catters, that's my fed up on the men's side. But, Catters, on the women's side, there's equally been, of course, we've featured Iga Svantec, but another woman I'd like to highlight who is fedding up, and that is Aljabur. We featured her a lot on this podcast, the wonderful Tunisia and the, the never-missier from Tunisia, as we've, as we've <laughs> spoken about before. Catters, she has become the first Arab woman to win a tournament on the WTA. She is absolutely taken the tournament by storm and I would now put her right up there in the top couple of threats to this year's French Open so mm. big on the alls train Bacatas upon winning her recent tournament she went to receive her trophy and there are certain cultural codes most of us are fairly au fait with not however tennis so wins her tournament gets her trophy and is then given a glass of champagne, <laughs> which didn't go down well, literally or figuratively, or at all in the case of Alzheimer. Unbelievable moment of insensitivity, as was killing and grilling the pig on the spit in front of her just after that on Centre Court, which was ridiculous and sadly not out of keeping with some of this kind of sensitivity we've seen from the W2A to this point. But uh, worth highlighting, the incredible Angebur. So look out. Kat, as my poo down is uh, a little offbeat, a man who hails from your neck of the woods, Holger Grun. Kattis, can you give me the pronunciation, please? Yes, it is Holger Gruner. Oh, right. Exactly. What I said. Yes. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Kattis, this man uh, had a moment he'd probably rather forget in a recent tournament, was heard using phrases at the back of the court during his match to himself, wasn't aware. The umpire spoke very good Danish and could hear every word he was saying and noted it was an offensive word that, uh, of course, your Danish listeners would be well familiar with, common in the Danish vernacular, but not appropriate, being said over and over and over again. And so he was forced to make an apology, having been found out for his foul Danish language. And Katters, he made this apology recently on Twitter. I want to use the opportunity to apologise for using some bad words to myself in my semi-final yesterday. I love diversity more than anyone I know. And people that knows me, they know that. N-O. Sorry for not being as perfect yet as you all expect. Added the emojis... Light globe, cog, hammer. <laughs> Do you think he lost interest halfway through that apology and fell asleep with his thumbs at the wheel? Or what's going on there, Lightning? If you're asking me to defend my countrymen, it ain't going to happen. First of all, those homophobic slurs sound far more poetic in the mother tongue. I'll tell you now. I'm not defending. But... Um, I'm not going to back him on that apology. There's nothing like beating out one's chest and saying, I'm the most diverse person I know. <laughs> I'm the most humble man in the universe. <laughs> I couldn't be any more woke than if I... <laughs> I'm looking for the follow-up apology for the nondescript use of a cog emoji that cannot stand Holger Wuna. I want to see you back on Twitter clarifying your triple emoji sign-off. Oh, so, Catters, who are you fedding up and pooing down? Lightning, it's going to be quite succinct from my side because I'm very focused around these two issues. I don't want to bang on. My fed-up is Sasha Shame. 
I alluded to him earlier. <laughs> wow. A man who has played more games with my heart than my first three ex-wives combined, Lightning. He's an enigma trapped within an enigma, trapped within an arrogant, beautiful man's Aryan body. And all I can say is upon recent events where he gave the chair umpire an unwanted and, let's face it, ill-timed foot massage in Mexico... He's been largely criticized by the general public. And to that, I say, shame on you, particularly the tennis-loving public. Because if I look at one net result out of this incident, Lightning, it is that tennis is the real winner here. You can't have it both ways. This man has single-racketedly put tennis on the front page of every major publication. And I don't care if you say it's for all the wrong reasons. You know it ain't going to be there for all the right reasons. So the man's doing his best to further the game. I couldn't not see it, Lightning. CNN, BBC, Fox News, Mexico's Most Wanted, Mangled at First Sight. He was on all of them that week, Lightning, and tennis was the real winner. Some people say, oh, he's got anger management issues. And I say, you've got overly sensitive to overt signs of violence issues. Or O-S-T-O-S-O-V-I, as I've shortened it. Or as Holger Rune would call it, bullseye emoji, apple, squirrel, explosion. And my poo down, lightning. My poo down is actually closely linked to my fed up. And my poo down is yet again... The tennis governing bodies, the ATP, the Mm. WTA, poorly scheduling matches. Yes. Yes. I don't know what team of werewolves they've hired to schedule match fixtures, but would it hurt you to play during daylight? I mean, (laughs) what are you doing? I believe the time that poor Sasha Shane melted down was about 4.30 in the morning. 4.30. Because as part of some sort of freak Guantanamo experiment, he was kept up for 14 hours straight and forced to entertain the masses in Acapulco. These guys are put on court past midnight so often. And I say guys, women cop it even worse, often put on... Outside courts, often not even on court. I've seen them playing on top of trains, in multi-level parking lots. It's not pretty lightning. It makes the devil's dirt look like a neatly made bed. It is shocking conditions, lightning, and they need to do something about it. It's turning our players into vampires. You saw how the Medvedevil reacted. He snapped at the chair umpire and called him a little cat. No one calls someone a little cat unless it's after the stroke of midnight. I've seen my Disney fairy tales. Have we learnt nothing from that incident in 1990 where Michael Chang stole the soul of an unsuspecting ball kid under the full moon of Arthur Ashe? Think of the children, Lightning. So a cautionary tale going forward is... Stop playing at a time that I would only be otherwise up to take a slash or watch adult European films on an educational level on my favorite channel, SBS. Every time I have a bagel, I'm just trying before the match. I'm just thinking, okay, today I better don't eat the bagel today. 
Cutters, we are on the dawn of the draw for the French Open. It's going to be announced in the next couple of days, so time for us, before that gets announced, to just make some outlandish predictions that never get anywhere close to fulfilment, and yet we'll continue to do it, because why not, Cutters? I'd love to hear who you're going for this French Open. Well, Lightning, I've made the mistake the last few years of not betting on Rafa, and he's up to a lazy 13 French Open titles. So I understand he's had one or two feet amputated in the last couple of months, but I refuse to jump off that man. I cannot bet against him. So Rafa Nadal will win his 14th French Open. Wow. On stilts or whatever contraption Uncle Tony needs to uh, prop him up with. And for the women's, I'm going for Ons Jabur. Oh, good. Jabur the hit. Yes, you've talked me into her. I love someone who can abstain from alcohol and focus on the tennis. If only St. Nick could do the same (laughs) with his penchant for PlayStation. But alas... For my Dark Horses Lightning, I'm going for Maria Sakkari, the Greek goddess, who is, let's face it, as fragile as her... uh, As fragile as a plate at a Greek wedding, (laughs) I believe. Thank goodness you could get in another Greek wedding anecdote, Lightning. (laughs) I'm happy. She is not necessarily the most stable option, but I feel like if she gets hot... You never know what could happen. And Taylor Fritz... Much like a plate at a uh, Greek wedding. (laughs) And for the men, Taylor Fritz. uh, Fritz often being served on a plate at a Greek (laughs) wedding. Taylor, probably my favorite of the Hanson brothers. There's no other reason for the Dark Horse pick, but that is keeping with the spirit of the category. Lightning, how about yourself? Catters for me on the men's side, it has to be Carlos Alcaraz. It would be an extraordinary rise. It is 2.0 Nadal. It is the new phenomenon of men's tennis. So I'm tipping him. I'm going to get hot on the heels. On the women's side, Iga Svantec, the stealth move of waiting in the wings for her time to shine. It is now, Catters. She's a former French Open winner, so I think she's going to return to the podium this year in 2022. So for me, the Dark Horses, I think it's Alana Tomlanovic, the uh, <laughs> the Aussie number one. Uh, somewhat dark, fairly dark, completely dark. It is dark web dark. Kat is, I can't help but wonder whether it's like out of the yet-to-be-filmed Superman 12 when Superman <laughs> passes his powers to the incumbent Ordinary punter in the crowds, only for that person to then rise up with said powers and take the world by storm. So watch out. You heard it here first, Catters. And look, it wouldn't surprise me if Bedosa is a perhaps more realistic dark horse. Look out for her on the women's side. Catters on the men's side, uh, Berrettini. Small hats, also been called small cat by uh, Medvedev. And yet continues to be there and thereabouts. As an Italian man, I wouldn't be surprised if he jumps the border and takes the French by storm. So look out for Berrettini. And Lightning, I just have to thank you again for taking a real punt on the dark horse there. After claiming Iga Schwantek, who's far and away the favourite, you've picked the third-ranked 
and third seeded player Paolo Badosa as your dark horse. So way to go out on a limb there. <laughs> Do you want the trifecta? I'll give you Barbora Krachikova, if not just for a good Scrabble score, so that you can have all members of the top three going into the tournament. Thank you, Cutters. Our predictions need all the help they can get, so I will happily <laughs> scoop that in. Cutters, it's uh, at this point we would tend to feature a horse that we are likely to see feature in this tournament. And uh, this year, uh, for me, uh, having seen Ash Barty tragically leave the tournament, and look, uh, a, a tribute to Ash and everything she's done for the game of tennis. We love Ash, who she is as a person, everything she represents. But of course, we're left with a great hole. And so we want to hold up the glue factory horse, Cutters. Mm. That is, those who just like Barty decide... Enough's enough, and a carted off, <laughs> shipped from the course, <laughs> taken from the fields, uh, out to the shed behind the pasture, only to be turned into something else, something other. So, Cadiz, who is going to make an early retirement, an unexpected early retirement? That is who our glue factory horse is. Cadiz, who is your glue factory horse? Lightning, I'm going for Mugarutha. Right. She's always been a tricky one to pin down. The fact that she has... A Z in her last name, yet I have to pronounce it T-H. I don't trust her. So I never have really known where I have a lightning. And I'm just concerned. She won the WTA finals end of last year. Yep. Was setting up for a massive 2022, uh, which everyone was aware of except for her because she has pretty much bombed out in the first round of every tournament she's bothered to show up for. So I wonder whether she's going to have the epiphany that with... Paula Badosa, that very dark horse ranked three in the world, her countrywoman, and her countryman, Alcaraz, sprinting towards the finish line, whether she'll realize it's all just a little bit too much and uh, send herself out to a better place. Mm. That is the glue factory. <laughs> Cutter's my glue factory horse is uh, Egish Funtek. <laughs> I, I think uh, similar to... Uh, Similar to Barty, I think once you taste your third Grand Slam, <laughs> I think you've reached the pinnacle. And Schwantek just strikes me as the kind of person that just enough will be enough. Yep. You know, that the, enough success, enough fame, enough dollars. But I think uh, at 22, she might just bank it and, and move on. So time for us to say adieu and to head towards this French Open. Catters, anything you've got to, to throw in before we do? Yeah, Lightning, just a quick shout out to congratulate Gems Life, which of course is the banner brand of married couple Gail Monfils and Alina Svitolina, who have announced they're expecting a baby girl at the end of the year. Yes. Beautiful. Yeah. So exciting. And I just can't help but be excited about the potential of that child with the gene pool that it will have, the potential of greatness <laughs> as a social influencer not as a tennis player uh, that's clearly <laughs> clearly not the case but good luck on the tiktok so listeners make sure you jump on our soon to be announced tiktok account from you cutters but otherwise find us on instagram through the backenders or facebook and make sure you review and share this podcast but listeners we must leave you leaving you with a note that if you've made unregrettable comments and need to offer a heartfelt apology just remember to prayer hands prayer hands <laughs> raccoon plums small soft toy <laughs>